Hi, this is Sylvia, and this is Out Loud a Gizmo, a saying my dad made up. This is a storytelling podcast where you will experience excitement and laughter and mind-blowing adventures. I have my sister Brenda here today. Dave Pickett's next to the youngest child. Hi, Brenda. Hello. I know you and I have read Daddy's book in the past, but now that I've started the podcast, we are rereading it and listening to all these many stories. It's like hearing them for the first time. It's always new to me. It's like I haven't even heard the stories before. Yeah, part of that has to do with memory loss. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it did seem that way. Well, it's time for us to listen to the first episode, so we'll be right back to discuss some more. Chapter 1. I started this writing at 78 years old, the story of my life. But first, a little background of how it all started. My mother, Mary Lou Bohenning, and a brother, Charlie, were orphaned when they were small and raised by uncles and aunts. When they grew up, they set up housekeeping for a while in Beechgrove, in Greene County, Arkansas. That is where my dad, Burley Burrs Pickett, met and married my mom on March 6, 1914. They wasted no time in having babies. She first had twins, Luther Ray and Bertha May. They died shortly after birth. Then she had a boy, Onus, who died at one year of age of pneumonia. Then I came along one year later in January 1918. The Pickett clan decided to leave Arkansas and go back to Oklahoma where they started from. A few years before, I had a little help on the following story from Aunt Bessie, my dad's sister. She told me they started in three covered wagons with Grandpa. Grandma, Uncle Guy, Aunt Bessie, Burley, my dad, and Mom's brother, Uncle Charlie, and a family of friends, the Penningtons. Mom and I and a wife of one of the wagon's friends stayed behind and took the train later. I had just gotten over the smallpox, and they were afraid to take me in the wagons. I think they left about the 1st of March 1920. My dad was a sharecropper, so they got to Oklahoma in time for him to put in a small crop. I forgot to mention this all started in Beech Grove, Arkansas and ended in Tom, Oklahoma. That's some 300 miles as a crow flies, but the mules and horses that pulled the wagons didn't travel like crows. Well, we got to Tom by train about a week before the wagons and stayed with friends until dad picked us up. We moved to a little house we called the Moore Place. Papa put in a crop. I remember running down the turn road to meet him at dinner time and he would put me on one of the horses to ride back to the house. Uncle Charlie stayed with us. He did odd jobs on the barns and sawmills. Mama is a good cook. She cooked potatoes, peas, okra and cornbread. Yum, yum. Mr. Moore had a pen full of hogs close to our house and I would throw things over the fence for them to eat, under the watchful eye of Mama. I'm sure. I remember cold weather coming and Mr. Moore, Uncle Charlie and Papa started killing hogs. Mama wouldn't let me go and watch them, but I would slip over to the window and watch. I saw Papa shoot the hogs, and the other two would jump over the fence and stick the hogs with a knife. It made me cry. I couldn't understand why they would kill the pigs we had been watching grow up. We didn't stay on the Moore place much longer. We moved closer to Grandpa and Grandma, in a little house with one room and wood shutters for windows. That's where Viva was born, June 2, 1921. Papa worked in the woods making cross ties and selling them to the railroad. He could make two in one day. He would make about ten, then haul them by wagon to Hayworth where the railroad yard was. I believe he told me he got from 75 cents to $1.25 each for them depending on what the inspector said they were worth. They were 8 inches by 8 inches by 8 feet long. We lived there about six months. 
Then we moved to Wichita Falls, Texas. Papa and Uncle Charlie worked for the James Brothers Dairy milking cows. We lived in a little house close to the dairy. I remember pulling Viva in a little red wagon. And then I stopped in a red ant bed. I started screaming and crying until Mama heard me and came running and rescued us from the ants. Uncle Charlie got homesick for Arkansas and went home to Beech Grove and later got married. Papa had to quit milking because his hands bothered him. So we went back to Tom, Oklahoma and lived in the house with Grandpa and Grandma for a little while until Papa found a place. I forgot to mention that Papa had an older brother, Thomas, that died and left two children, William, who was three months younger than me, and Rosa, who was two years older than me. Grandpa and Grandma raised them. We were together a lot when we weren't moving. We moved to a little farm about a mile from Grandpa's. The land was full of bushes, bull nettles, and plum thickets. I think the place had been vacant for several years. I remember digging up bushes and small trees before he could plant a crop. I don't know what he planted, but we had a big garden, Mama saw to that. Lunday Papa was plowing in the garden with a garden plow, and one old mule called Toby. I was walking alongside punching the old mule with a stick. Papa said, you better quit it, she'll kick you in a minute. But she didn't wait a minute. It kicked me in the belly, and it took them a few minutes to get me breathing again. I don't know what happened to the stick, but that's okay, I didn't need it anymore anyway. Sometimes I would walk to Grandpa's house. That was a pretty good task for a five-year-old walking across a wooded pasture with cows in it, and one big bull. Grandpa told me, you had better quit coming over here by yourself. That old bull is going to get you, but he never did. One day when I was going home, there was a bunch of cows grazing in my trail, so I ran to a fallen tree with lots of limbs and dead leaves. That's where I had to hide. I had a hame with me that had buckles and rings on it. A hame is what goes around a horse's neck to pull with. By this time cows were all around me, so I stood it as long as I could and I ran out of my hiding place shaking the hame with the rings rattling and me hollering. Them cows took off across the pasture like they had seen a ghost. I went home and told Mama what I had done. She said, I wish you wouldn't go over there by yourself. I know I worried her a lot, but I felt like I had conquered the world. William and I played together a lot. One day we were playing where Guy was digging post holes. I dropped a ball in one of the holes. I couldn't reach it, so I thought if I stand in the hole, I might be able to reach it. Instead of putting my foot in first, I put my knee in first. That's right, I got stuck. The harder I tried to get out, the worse I got stuck. William ran and told Guy. That's what he called him. To me, he was Uncle Guy. Anyway, he tried to get me out the way I got in, but couldn't, so he got a shovel and dug me out. Well, that ended my playing for that day. After my leg quit hurting, I said, I'm going home. But Laura Pennington, a friend of the family, caught me and said, You can't go home yet, because your folks have gone to get you a baby sister. Sure enough, Mary Inez was born February 18, 1923. We had a dog that had a litter of pups. One night Mama was crying that she was hurting so bad from her breasts being swollen from too much milk because Inez could not drink it all. Well, here comes the horror story. Papa took a little puppy and let it suck the milk out of Mama's breasts. The swelling went down and Mama quit hurting. Papa had a remedy for just about everything. We had a horse with a colic. He took a 50-cent piece and rubbed the horse's gums with it until they bled. That was supposed to cure the colic. I guess it did. The horse didn't die.
think it's so amazing how he remembers all of these stories oh, way yeah. back then when he was young. I don't even believe I can remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> you know? I kind of think that perhaps he remembers because he moved around so much and he had different reference points. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty true. I've discussed that with our brother Edward before, and he brought that up, and it made me realize, yeah, because we're in the same place all the time, and so everything is the same. As a matter of fact, he mentioned in the book all the time, well, yeah, we're moving we, again. If we didn't stay on the Moore place much longer. We moved closer to Grandpa and Grandma, and then they worked there, and then they moved a little. And, and I thought it was amazing, the covered wagons. Three covered wagons. Yeah. It's a little house on the prairie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's in this century. That, I mean, not this century, actually. Is well, uh, no. <laughs> well, in the, it started in 1914 or something, I think, when they got married. You know what he mentioned to me is that he had many, 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 many more stories, but he said he was yeah. afraid if he told them, yeah. <laughs> that no one would want to read it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that that isn't true at all. I wish he had started earlier so he could have written more. I know, but, you know, I can think of things that I remember, but I can't think of how to put it in writing. It's pictures of my mind. He was writing this just with a pen and not making hardly any mistakes. It was just coming yeah. right out of his brain. Right. Yeah, he was so much better than we are. <laughs> I tell you what, though, this has been an adventure for me, just rereading it all. And I hope it becomes the same for people that are listening to this podcast right now, because I hope it takes their mind into what it was like back then, even though it's not their personal story. Yeah. He was poor. Yeah. He didn't know he was poor. No. Well, I'm looking here and I'm trying to see where Viva was born. She was born in 1921, actually. I oh, okay. So he was three before she was born, or almost yeah. three, two and a half. And he was always counting whenever a sibling was born he'd say well that's number four or whatever <laughs> he maybe say poor mama oh well listen i'm gonna let you go brenda it's been nice talking to you yes it was and, nice uh, talking to yeah. you too and Still i thank you for right? sharing yes oh. yes okay we have a lot more chapters to go and i'll be bringing you back again later i'm sure well Thanks, thank you brenda. very much please come back to hear all of the many different stories of my dad's life. Each chapter and episode will take you on adventures as he grows up. And don't forget to press subscribe so you can come back and listen to the real life stories. Because I want you to be able to envision his world through your ears. And goodness gracious, out loud a gizmo, you're in for a wonderful adventure. Bye-bye now. This podcast was hosted by Sylvia Gant. Thanks to my dad, Dave Pickett, for writing the stories. A special thanks to Uncle Bill Pickett for the piano music. <laughs>